0: Hello and welcome to another exciting Design Cure podcast. I'm Brian here with my lovely wife Jessica.
1: Hey guys, yeah. So today we're going to be speaking with Lauren and Mika from My Little Empire. They're a husband and wife team, and they're joining us all the way from Australia,
0: the land down under. All All right, let's let's get started. (laughs) All right, so jumping right into it, do you guys want to just say hello? You're from Australia, talking to us from the other side of the world.
2: Oh yeah. yes hey guys sunny melbourne
0: <laughs> nice yeah so what's it what's it like doing business over there in australia
2: it's pretty good to be honest um yeah we're really lucky uh we where we live um is a great little suburb it's not too far from um melbourne cbd and we've got the beach not far from us and Yeah, we're lucky enough to work from home, um, which is amazing. But we also travel sort of um, all over the state and interstate um, to see clients. So, yeah, can't complain. It's pretty good over here.
1: Nice. And can you give us a little glimpse of – so, Lauren, you're the interior designer and Nika, you do the horticulture work?
3: Uh, no, see, so the, the horticulture is a, a past uh, job, so I was doing horticulture for 12 years, and I've been involved in My Little Empire for the last two, so oh, 90% okay. I'm I'm focusing on the interior design now.
0: No, it's making sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yep. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, it's uh, That's interesting, but you still kind of mix your background into your interior
3: design. I, I, Yes, I do. So I do a lot of specifying for the indoor plants and um, I'll do a, a specifying for plants outside too if needed, but we just sort of go towards the, the indoor plants because it's specific to the interiors.
1: And Lauren, what, what did you do
2: before you launched My Little Empire? Um, before I launched My Little Empire, I actually worked in um, the pharmaceutical industry for about 10 years. Um, so my role was, I had, um, pharmacies that I would oversee, um, all across the country and I used to travel a lot for work and I wouldn't be home very often. And it was definitely a fast paced sort of corporate environment mm-hmm. and something that I wasn't very passionate about. Um, so I just, yeah, decided that I wanted to change and interiors has always been something that's, um. Interested me, so I decided to uh, throw away that career and um, study and uh, study interior design, and now here I am. So what?
1: So that was back in um. You you said when did you start your business back in two thousand and ten? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and initially, um, can you tell us how it started for you? How you started your business?
2: Yeah, so I um, started My Little Empire as an actual uh, retail store, so a homewares retail store and I opened that up obviously so that I could get exposure to different brands and different artists and just be sort of, you know, emerged in um, all things interiors and I, um, at the same time, I started studying interior design and, yeah, focusing on that side of things um, from out of the shop. And it just kind of grew organically. And um, eventually, over time, um, we decided to close the shop to just focus on the interior design side of things and not have to worry about running a retail store as well. Um, And it's been fantastic. It's been. probably the best decision I've ever made in terms of you know with my career that
0: sounds like quite a brave path you, you started with like one of the hardest things to do which is have like a brick and mortar mm-hmm. shop and yeah
2: <laughs> made it
0: and you guys kind of found out through that that you got plenty of clients and you wanted to be able to be a little bit more flexible so you kind of got away from the the you know in shop Mm-hmm. process and now you can work from anywhere.
2: Yeah, exactly and that sort of I guess was always the plan and um it's kind of a bit surreal that now we're doing it but um yeah it was it was a daunting sort of decision to make because it was you know it's always fear of the unknown but mm-hmm. I think we kind of backed ourselves and we had um some amazing clients at the time that really inspired us to sort of take that leap of faith and um and we did, and, and it's been amazing. It's been fantastic. Couldn't really ask for much more, to be honest. So
1: did you take your shop online now? Do you still sell homeware products?
2: Yeah, look, we do. Um, so the, the online store component is definitely still there, and we've basically um, we've just sort of outsourced that part of it um, so that we can focus on the interior. So we've got a couple of people that look after that for us. Um, and it's it's not really a primary focus of our business. It's sort of more just like an add-on, I suppose, now for us. Um, whereas, you know, years ago, it was the other way around. The, the retail side of things was our primary focus and the interiors was secondary, whereas now it's very much, you know, the other way around. Um, so, yeah, we we offer some of our services online, like eDesign. Um, but... Yeah, most of our work is sort of um, done face-to-face with our clients.
1: So w- what type of projects do you guys work on mainly?
2: Um, basically, um, we try to be sort of like an end-to-end service. So we predominantly help clients if they're renovating or building and we'll help them select um, all of their you know fixtures and fittings and a lot of the time Mika um, he'll project manage uh, renovations for our clients and oversee all the trades and then um, secondary to that is the interior styling so we'll source furniture and artwork and things like that for our clients and then we'll um, style their homes for them you know we'll do everything right down to the sheets on their bed that they sleep in. Um, so we try to really offer a complete end-to-end service for our clients, just to make it easy for them. Um,
0: With a yeah. focus, sounds like a focus on residential mainly. Correct. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're slowly branching out into commercial. Um, last year we did a university in nice. the city. Oh, that's fine. Um, so yeah, something different for sure.
2: But yeah, it's still definitely predominantly the residential side of things as opposed to the commercial um, projects. I think it's sort of what we love. But having said that, you know, if a really good commercial project sort of popped up, um, you know, we'd definitely um, be interested at in having a look at that and seeing, you know, what we could do.
0: Yeah, and like... It's interesting because I know you, you guys are talking about like how, how many clients you had and how, how challenging that was at a certain time. And we're going to get to that question in a minute of like your biggest, you know, the hardest part of your business. But um, as far as expanding to, um, if a if a big client comes, what would be your strategy to kind of wrap up what you're doing with your residentials, for instance, and open yourselves up to a bigger project? Is it just a matter of scheduling?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, at the moment, probably for the last sort of 18 months, we've been at capacity. There's, there hasn't been a time over the last 18 months where we've sort of um, had any any sort of gaps to be able to take on any larger scale projects like a commercial project. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be something that we definitely have to sort of plan for um, in that sense. But Having said that, we are sort of building quite a good team um, at the moment. True. So we've got some, some great people that um, we do work with, you know, sort of on a project-by-project project basis as needed. And so we do have, um, you know, infrastructure there if it, if it was needed to be able to bring other people on to assist us in completing projects and maybe even taking on a couple of other big ones.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of the struggles we had as well. Like um, there was a
2: yeah, just
1: just um, being able to outsource some of the items quickly, you know, to meet yeah. the demand yeah, and, yeah. of the timeline. In that, I think that was one of the biggest struggles that I found when working on big commercial projects on my own.
2: It's um, huge. It's such a. It's just. It's almost a different. Um, Ball game altogether, mm-hmm. like residential versus commercial. Commercial is obviously on a much, much bigger scale, and to have a team of people that you can really count on and that you um, sort of trust to sort of deliver the best that they possibly can is really crucial. And so I think that's something we don't take lightly. I don't think we would look at going down that path until we felt really confident that we've got the right people on board. Um, so that we could deliver the absolute best to our clients. That's something um, you know we wouldn't want to compromise the quality of our work um, just yeah. to say that we've taken on a project. We yeah. want to be able to deliver to the best of our ability.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you guys do really. I mean, your your website and your portfolio looks beautiful, and the fact that you guys get so many um, thank you uh,
1: repeating, yeah, repeating client like referring, referrals,
0: referring yeah, new clients. It sounds like. That's a big part of why your business is succeeding.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I guess when I started the business, I never really thought about um, repeat clients because you kind of think, oh, you'll work on one project for a client and then, you know, you'll sort of design their forever home and that's sort of it. Um, but I guess we've been lucky enough that a lot of our clients, um, they'll own investment properties or um, they'll, they'll want to work on, um, say, you know, there might be developers and things like that. So they'll sort of come back to us again to work on their next project and then they might be, you know, we'll complete that one and then a year later they'll get back in touch with us and say, hey, you know, I found this little um investment property that I want to renovate we want to get you guys on board so yeah it's uh, we're pretty lucky that we do get that um referral referral and repeat business um and yeah it's kind of nice because you get to know your clients sort of long term and they become sort of you know like like friends not just clients I suppose which is something that um we both really love we love getting to know our clients so yeah
1: yeah, that's one thing that I love about, I also work on, on, um, with developers as well. And I find that if, if they like working with you, they'll keep coming back to you, you know, year exactly. after year. So it's, yeah, definitely it's developing
3: their that. relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: Do so you guys have, um, a strategy you use for developers versus residential clients as far as making new relationships?
2: um I wouldn't really say no I wouldn't really say like a strategy for developing the relationship I think you know our our sort of our sort of ethos is just um being genuine authentic and I think that that's something that you know occasionally we have clients who first meet them they go oh you know we're so surprised you, you guys are really down to earth and easy to talk to and we're like well yeah like of course we are so normal people, but I think sometimes people have this you know preconceived idea that you know working with an interior designer means that um they're going to be pretentious or critical of of you know their home or things like that and we're just not about that we're about um you know making sure that we get to know our clients whether it's a developer or a private client really well so that we understand what their needs are um and, yeah, so I wouldn't say we really have a strategy. I guess our strategy is just to really be ourselves and and, um, and listen to what people are wanting um, because I think people will tell you what they want. It's just being able to sort of um, sometimes it might all be jumbled up. So it's kind of just unravelling that to really kind of go, okay, well, what I'm really hearing is that you, you're looking for X, Y and Z and um, just keeping the communication open really.
0: Well that makes that makes a lot of sense, you know. Just be yourself and uh work hard. Quality stuff. Yeah. Um you know, and we just went off on a huge tangent there, like way off the list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but
2: uh I probably yeah. don't help either because oh, no. I probably go no, way no, off too. <laughs>
0: no, we're just having fun here. It's great. It's great.
1: <laughs> okay, so our next question is um how do you manage responsibilities in the business? Who is responsible for what?
2: Who is responsible for what? Well, um, I was going to get Mika to answer this one, and we've just had a delivery guy turn up. So he's, I hear he's back now.
3: Sorry about that. He's okay.
2: talking about who who manages um, what and who's responsible for what in the business. Okay. So um,
3: I'm responsible for, so I'm on the back end of the business. So, all the logistics, for the furniture coming into our warehouse, um, overseeing the trades, uh, the design concepts, so a lot of, yeah, I'm behind the scenes most of the time. Lawrence, Lauren's definitely the face.
2: <laughs> yeah, so as much as I kind of would love Micka um, to be more of the face of the business, <laughs> he's <laughs> definitely the shyer one, in case you couldn't tell, Um <laughs> So, I'll handle more of the front of house sort of client side of things, and he'll do a lot of the behind the scenes. And yeah, being married, it does make it difficult sometimes to figure out who's responsible for what. Like, I'm sure you guys um, probably can understand that. <laughs> but um, yeah,
0: you just got to wear multiple hats, really. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think we've got a good system now.
1: What was the biggest challenge for you guys, um, like starting off working as a couple?
2: Like t- what would you say, Mika? Mm-hmm. I would say it probably was just like um
3: Separating work from your personal lives. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's true. Definitely yeah. Definitely.
3: Having times where we, we don't talk about work and it's just more of it's it's us time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, that's a that's, totally that's
2: that's a good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: definitely. <laughs> we're
2: still we're still learning that a bit, I think.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. No. Yeah, running it's running your own business, you're always you're you're always working. So I guess yeah. it's just finding that there, yeah, that definitely that time to switch off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. that's so true. Like there's times where Brian wants to talk about work and I'm just like Done with it, <laughs> that's right. yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: came up with a uh, a password or uh, our, uh like, what do
1: you say, like a code word? Like or, code word.
2: oh, did you?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> the other person is just they're just not into it,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. We might have to
0: do yeah, that, actually. we'll have to we do,
1: like
2: do that. Uh, (laughs) we might have to give that one a go because we we kind of make a we made a promise that um every morning we go for a big walk with the dog and we sort of said right when we go in the morning that's just you know our one time of the whole day we're not going to talk about work but Mm -hmm. we kind of find every morning our our walk becomes sort of like a, a meeting about what we're going to do for the day work-wise so we might have to try um your your code word yeah. <laughs> see how we go with that
0: yeah because she'll let me get too far and then she just explodes on me yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, don't worry
2: it. you're not alone you're not yeah. alone you
0: are not alone We got to nip it in the bud early <laughs> um, Cool. so what else we have
1: so um okay so what was the worst entrepreneur moment in your interior design business
2: um I think just yeah like not taking the time to properly plan and set out our goals from the start um I think we kind of didn't expect to be as busy as what we were when we first started So I think we kind of thought, oh, yeah, you know, that'll come down the track. We'll be able to sit down and, you know, get together a strategy. And time just obviously gets away from you. And um, I think that was probably a mistake because there was definitely opportunities there that um, we missed and we could have taken advantage of. But because we didn't really, you know, we're just focusing so much on trying to get the day-to-day stuff done, we weren't looking at the bigger picture. Um, so I think yeah like if we could sort of give advice to anyone else sort of starting out it's sit down and put that plan together at the beginning because it's a lot harder to go back once you're already you know really into it (laughs) and um, yeah so I think planning planning Mm -hmm. is definitely something that we we should have done more of at the beginning
0: so how far do you guys generally plan ahead i mean there's always going to be things like flying in out of nowhere but like
2: you know, yeah
0: yeah do you try to be in um, your head or
2: yeah we try well we kind of both i think like we try to sort of have um like monthly sort of um we sort of forecast monthly in advance um mm-hmm. just because of our workload it's it's really difficult to try to go um that would be like the minimum amount of time we could probably plan for. And then, you know, long-term, we've definitely set some long-term goals um, that we're working towards. And, yeah, so it's a bit of both, really.
0: And do those long-term plans have anything to do with becoming more flexible as far as working more online or do you want to continue the residential uh, or, I'm sorry, the local um, Project, yeah, yeah.
2: I think um, for us, like, we'll always want to still do what we're doing, but um, we, we definitely have sort of seen this shift with e-design. Um, we are doing a lot more e-design at the moment and it sort of seems to be growing. And for us, mm-hmm. that's fine because it means we can basically work anywhere in the world, really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of our long-term goals is you know Mika and I we both um grew up in Sydney and um we'd like to kind of move back there eventually one day like not maybe you know not within the next five years but maybe after that and I think um having some clients that are based up there has been great for us and having work that's sort of coming from um interstate Mm-hmm. Means that we can kind of cater to clients sort of from anywhere. So if we did leave Melbourne, um, eventually one day, not anytime soon, <laughs> um, yeah, our business would be flexible enough to mm-hmm. still sort of work and operate from anywhere in the world, really.
0: Yeah, so you could take your clients with you,
2: yeah, way. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, which would be amazing.
1: So, right now, for your e design clients, how do you guys go about? finding those like connecting with those um, clients is it on like through social media is it referrals
2: again Um, most of them are referrals to be honest so like um, you know actually all of the ones that we've had have been referrals so um, we might have a client here in Melbourne that you know we've completed styling in their home and then you know they'll send photos to their friends or whatever and some of their friends might be interstate and then they'll get in touch with us and they'll say oh you know we love what you did at Kate's place um we want you to do the same for us and so Mika he actually manages a lot of the e-design clients online because um, he's just really good at being able to juggle um you know that sort of thing um So, yeah, it's all done online, like either on the phone, by email or Skype. And um, some clients will want us to actually, you know, put everything together for them and then fly up to them and style their homes. Other clients will just ask for guidance on that and we can do either for them. So um, it works really well. I think that's the beauty of technology these days.
0: Yeah, and speaking of technology, could you tell us a little bit about the softwares you use?
3: Yeah, so um, we uh, use a program called SketchUp. Um, that's basically the, the base of all our e-designs and our mood boards. Um, so SketchUp's the yeah, definitely the program to use.
0: Yeah. Your mood boards as well? Correct, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just um we're actually doing like an advanced course at the moment, um, in SketchUp just to sort of, you know, keep our skills up to date and mm-hmm. um, you know, programs change and evolve all the time. So we like to make sure that we're sort of um keeping our skill set up to date as best as we can as well. Um, but yeah, it's a great tool for people looking to design and visualize um sort of how space is going to look
0: and mika you also mentioned and i think it was you that was doing a lot of the hand drawing or do you guys both do hand drawing prior to- uh,
3: yeah that, that's both of us so okay. we do a, a rough a rough sketch up hand drawing and then convert it all over once yes. we get the um the tick of approval yes
0: nice
1: do you guys use any um drafting programs as well
2: no, not we don't like um we've got we've got an amazing architect that we work with okay. who does a lot of that stuff for us um yeah so we don't use any drafting programs per se but um yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well SketchUp and in, in hand drawing is the the more creative fun part of of the design process so. That's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think something like um, hand drawings is something that's definitely like a a bit of a dying art because Mm -hmm. everything is so digital these days. So I think clients really appreciate when you take the time to do something um, that is hand drawn. They kind of can see, you know, your design come to life and it's, it's something that's really unique that nobody else can kind of replicate as well. Um, So it's something that we kind of want to keep and incorporate um, into what we offer our clients. But having said that, we also understand there's that need for the digital design too. So it's kind of nice to have a mix of both.
0: Do you plan on bringing anything, any other softwares into your world in the future? Uh, It sounds like you guys are constantly learning, which is why I asked.
2: Yeah, like um, we're always happy to sort of try different programs and things like that. Like I know Revit is a huge program um, Mm -hmm. over here. I don't know if you guys use it over there much, but, um, you know, we sort of dabbled in different programs and um, it'll be something that we'll always continue to do um, just because there's so many advances in, in technology all the time um you kind of have to otherwise you get left behind i suppose
1: yeah that's so true yeah so i guess the next question we're curious what's what's a typical week look like for the two of you guys like you guys um work monday through friday do you work weekends um how do you guys go about setting your hours
2: Well, um, Mika, like...
3: (laughs) I guess uh, no no two weeks are really the same. So we try to schedule all our initial consults, our new clients. We try and do that in one day. So then we can be sort of flexible for our other clients. So we give them our -hmm. time.
2: Yeah. So I guess sort of with what we do, like, um, yeah, definitely we try to schedule, like, all our meetings on the same day so that we're out um you know for one day rather than like one meeting on each day and then um we try to have like solid sort of admin days um to get work done sort of behind the scenes designs or you know reply to emails whatever it may be um, oh wow
0: so you really block it out I mean, I we
2: try go. to That's yeah cool. we try to because what we found was um, we literally, there some weeks we were just running around all the time, mm-hmm. like either collecting samples or meeting with suppliers or seeing clients or, um, you know, meeting new clients. And, and then we'd sort of get home and it'd be seven or eight o'clock at night and our inbox was full and, you know, we had designs to sketch up and we had all sorts of things that we were kind of like,
0: Piling us. you
2: know. Yeah, so now we we really do try to sort of like um, look in the diary and go, okay, like, you know, this day and this day are going to be our admin days this week and then the other days are going to be our days out on the road um, getting all the things done that we need to get done. And
0: maybe uh, occasionally a vacation hopefully. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. 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 Do you we're, guys give yeah, yourself vacations um, every year, or how do you go about? We're,
3: we're having a vacation in. Yeah, we've got one planned for New Zealand in June. Nice. Yeah. For ten days, so that'll be our our vacation for the year. <laughs>
2: yeah, we um we we got married a few years ago, and literally worked up until like the day before our wedding, and then our honeymoon we went away just locally for like four or five nights and worked while we were away so we kind of yeah so (laughs) this trip is going to be like our our first real like um yeah
3: Yeah, this will be our honeymoon
2: yeah this will be our honeymoon yeah
3: don't take (laughs) your computers
2: yeah oh
3: the computer comes everywhere and <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah magic. yeah
2: but, um, yeah what if, do you guys do you go away much at all
0: we're kind of constantly on the move yeah. honestly like uh
1: we eight. spent um the past couple of years on and off in thailand working from there oh wow and now we're back in canada but we're originally from California, so we've been kind of moving around a lot, and now just kind of, kind of settling down. Yeah, yeah, sort of. We're
2: and we're
0: pregnant, okay. so oh, congratulations! <laughs> oh, congratulations! Thank you.
2: you. Sorry. Kind of have to settle down. A yeah. Bit, <laughs> yeah.
0: Whether yeah.
2: you Whether you want to or not, you kind of have to. Maybe. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's off. amazing. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's, it's great what the uh, the e-design business has really allowed us to, to do that. And uh, it's, we're just super grateful for the internet, allowing us to be who we want to be, which is kind of travelers and nomadic people. And my family's on one side of the country and hers is on the other side. So knowing that we need to be able to be as flexible as possible. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's right. I think the e-design is just, you know, it's something that we're definitely getting um, more and more clients sort of contacting us for that service. And Mm -hmm. it is, it's just, it opens up a whole new world because Mm -hmm. you really can be anywhere and um, still sort of earning an income and running a business. And you know, you can pack up one day and, Fly over the other side of the world, and no one would really even know unless you told them. I guess. Um, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Well, man, I'd love to keep talking to you guys all night, but we've we've kept you for way too long, and I know <laughs> it's like it's like eleven thirty over there on your on your side of the world, eleven
2: a.m. Um, yeah. What time is it here now? One, I don't even know.
3: Quarter past one here. Oh, oh here.
2: wow. Yeah. Well, you guys guys. Time for you guys <laughs>
0: um, So one more question before you go. What advice would you have for the designers listening to this show that are wanting to do what you guys do?
2: Um, one tip One tip: always look at how you can improve, so I think um yeah, look at what you can do better. don't ever feel like um, like be your own best critic like in a nice way but just you know yeah back yourself but at the same time look at what you could be doing better after each project that you finish look back on it and go okay like um I did this really well but I could have done this better or you know is there a better way I could be doing this and I think that way you'll sort of develop and grow and um sort of be the best that you possibly can be oh,
0: that's beautiful
2: that's
1: awesome advice <laughs>
3: Mika, yeah. anything? Uh, per- uh, just definitely, just back yourself. Just definitely go for it. And um, yeah, don't be afraid of failure. Just you, you'll never know unless you don't back yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys thank so you guys. much for being here. So much. Thank you. Anyways,
3: lovely Bye. talking to you both.
1: All right, guys. Really hope you enjoyed that episode with Lauren and Mika. If you want to check out their website, go to mylittleempire.com.au. I hope you're inspired by their story today. Also, if you want to listen to more inspiring stories from designers within the community, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for listening and happy designing.
0: Booza!